Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Okay, question for you. Have you ever had a dream come true turn into a nightmare loop? Or in other words, something that you really wanted or desired or that even seemed to be working out really well suddenly went really wrong really fast. And maybe it continued to go wrong just as it seemed like you were getting back up. Maybe this was a relationship that seemed like it was the right thing. It seemed like the happily ever after. He seemed like Prince Charming. And before you knew it, he cheated on you. And just when you resolved that, it happened again. And now you feel like you're caught in this nightmare loop of being broken, brokenhearted, or betrayed, or both. Or maybe it was a job that you thought was your dream job that you were so thrilled to finally get. And then once you got into it and started working, you found that it was a really toxic work environment and you keep having these run-ins with leadership that just completely discourage you or break your heart or just make you feel like less than or awful and completely uncertain of where to go from here. Or maybe as in my experience, you found out you were expecting and your dream of having a family was becoming a reality. And then all of a sudden, you were thrown this curveball of loss, unexpected, horrific, tragic loss. And then maybe you even found out you were expecting again. And just when it seemed like everything was working out and going according to plan, you got hit again with another loss. Or maybe it's something else in your life. Maybe it's not 
horrific and tragic and awful and full of grief, but maybe it's just something that was supposed to be good, that was supposed to be beautiful, that was at one point a huge dream come true. And then before you knew it, something changed and it kind of started to become a nightmare. And it started to feel like maybe a little bit of a nightmare you couldn't wake up from. Or at the very least, it was not anywhere near meeting your expectations of what you thought this would be. If any of this resonates with you, this episode is for you. I just really think this is an important conversation because I think so often we focus on the dream coming true and not necessarily the reality of what that can actually turn into and the follow-up after the dream comes true. Is the dream job really the dream job? Is the dreamboat guy who you thought was your heavily, happily, heavily, happily ever after really your Prince Charming? Is he really your soulmate? Are you really going to be able to build your family? Are you really going to be able to heal? Maybe you made some huge progress in your, you know, wellness journey or your healing journey. And you thought for sure you've now, you know, by now you've cleared your skin or you've healed your chronic illness. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, it comes back with a vengeance and it's even harder to heal this time. It seemed like a dream come true. It seemed like you finally were on the up and up. And then before you knew it, something set you back again and it made the journey even harder. All of this is stuff that just feels so discouraging because it's like, it's hard to even get excited when it seems like maybe this is the guy. Maybe this is when I'll finally have a family. Maybe I've really healed it this time. Maybe this is finally the right job for me because our past experience often informs our future expectations. So if something that seemed like a dream come true suddenly went completely sideways or turned into a nightmare or a nightmare loop that just went wrong over and over again, it's hard to feel any kind of excitement or joy or hope when we step into another dream come true, or it seems like maybe we meet another guy who seems better this time, but it's really hard to trust that. Or when we get pregnant again, and it's really hard to trust that this is really a good thing because it really broke our hearts before. Or when we get another job opportunity, and it's hard to you know be enthusiastic about it because we're just almost like waiting for the other shoe to drop. So if you've experienced any of this, we're going to have a conversation about it. And we're going to talk about it from a very real and honest perspective and navigate it together because it is not fun. It is not easy, but it happens to all of us. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. So there's a chapter in my book called When a Dream Come True Becomes a Nightmare Loop, which kind of sounds like a little bit of a confusing concept at first, but I think it can really happen. And I share this story of walking through another pregnancy loss just when it seemed like everything was going beautifully, everything was working out. And then all of a sudden it was like, never mind. Uh, Okay, what the actual heck am I supposed to do with that? And I share this, I share a lot about that story and a little bit about like just kind of our grieving process through that and walking through that. And I also share this story about our a trip we took to Montana. And or we were going to take a trip to Montana, I should say. And about halfway there, maybe two third or one third of the way there, we decided to turn around because I just felt like I had just had a surgery. I wasn't 100% sure if I should go all the way that far. And we had dri- we were driving partly because it was COVID times and because I had just had surgery. And so we were just like, going to drive, which driving from Indiana to Montana is not a short drive by any means. Anyways, so we, you know, start making this drive. We had stayed somewhere. We had like stayed somewhere for a couple of days that was in that direction. And then we were going to complete the rest of the drive. 
And after a few hours of driving, I felt like we need to turn around. I didn't know why. Like, I didn't want to turn around. I wanted to go spend two weeks in Montana and wide open spaces and like forget all my problems. But something like deep inside of me was like, don't go, don't go. And I didn't know why. And so I'm trying to breeze through it so that I summarize the story without like ruining all of it. I want you to read the book. But we ended up turning around and I felt really bad for (laughs) having my husband drive like several hours for no reason, only to turn around and drive several more hours. It ended up being a really big blessing and it was the right decision, which I expand on in the book. But as we turned around, the, the significant part of it for this the purpose of this episode is when we turned around, Matt, I, I think I was the one that said something along the lines of like, well, isn't this just the story of our lives lately? And Matt was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, like now I feel like there's been so many times where we started down the road to like the next milestone in our life, which would have been becoming parents and this destination of like the life we thought we'd have. And it painfully got cut short and sent us back to the starting line multiple times. And that's kind of what our like trip to Montana was representative of. It was like we were on our way to somewhere we wanted to be. Everything was going fine. And then all of a sudden, we had to turn around and go back to where we started. And he kind of chuckled and he was like, yeah, no kidding. But like we're in it together, you know, made some sort of comment like that. But it was significant to me to just think about like, I think we all have our Montanas. And what I mean by that is we all have our desired destinations of where we'd like to be next in mind of what we'd like our life to look like, what we expected our life to look like, where we thought we would have ended up by now. And many of us, if you're a human, have had some sort of setback, have had some sort of disruption, have had some sort of reroute, have been you know, sent back to the starting line or <laughs> set back several miles, if you will, detoured, rerouted, all of the above in one way or another on our way to those destinations. And so I want you to consider like, what is your Montana? Maybe in the big picture, like what do you hope what do you hope your life will turn out like and where do you hope to go? But even just in the short term, like what's your next desired destination? Because that can be representative of your Montana. So for us, like we thought our Montana was at first, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise when we first got pregnant, but then it was like, okay, our next, our next destination is parenthood. And it just seemed like that's what was happening. And then that was like surprisingly and shockingly and tragically cut short. And we had to like process that. And we were sent back to the starting line on multiple occasions and had to figure out what to make of that. And I think all of us have these ideas or this expectation, sometimes for very good reason. Like I think a lot of times when we say unmet expectations, we expect we assume that unmet expectations are due to the fact that we had unrealistic expectations. But I actually would argue against that. And I say that because The reality is, is that unmet expectations are not always because of unrealistic expectations. In fact, sometimes they're because of very realistic expectations. And sometimes things just happen. Perfectly reasonable expectations get disrupted. Things go wrong and life is hard. Not because your expectations were unrealistic, but because this world is broken and fallen. And so I think that's just important to remember because I think a lot of times when life doesn't meet our expectations or we don't get to our desired destination or we get flipped you know, upside down and turned around and have to go back to the starting line, we think like, was I expecting something unrealistic? Like, was it me that's wrong? You know, we start to question ourselves. And sometimes I guess that could be true. But a lot of times, like in our case, it was like, no, we had every reason to think that this was going to happen. Like quite quite literally, there was a beating heart and a baby forming in my body, right? Or like quite literally, I was in a relationship with someone who seemed great and then all of a sudden things changed. Or no, quite literally, I had worked really hard for this job and the description and everything about it seemed like the right fit. So I was shocked when it wasn't what it seemed like it was going to be, right? Or fill in the blank for whatever fits your life. And so 
anyways, I share all of that and I kind of give that recap of that brief story because the point is we all have our Montanas. And I think the hard thing, I'm going to read actually directly from this chapter in the book that talks about this. You know, maybe you haven't suffered tragic loss, but maybe you have started on the road toward a milestone or desired destination, but then you were forced to turn around and start over. And it's seriously so maddening. It can feel like you're stuck in a nightmare loop. So I'm just going to read this section to you and then we're going to dig into it a bit. Maybe your Montana, your desired destination is a life where you're married to your soulmate. Except every time you begin a relationship that seems promising, he becomes passive or a breakup blindsides you just when you thought things would finally work out how you hope. Instead, you find yourself not only heartbroken, but also back at square one in dating again. Or maybe your Montana is a life where you love your career. Perhaps you've tried to start a small business a handful of times, but every time you start, you run straight into a brick wall. Not enough customers, not enough time, not enough money, or just not enough confidence. Rather than getting to the place you hope you'd be with a thriving full-time business, you find yourself back at the starting line again. Perhaps your Montana is a healthier, pain-free life. You've worked with a million doctors and been tested for just about everything possible. Every time you try a new nutrition or treatment regimen, you see some progress, but the relief is temporary and you end up right back where you started again. Maybe your Montana, that life you're longing for looks like something else entirely, but I think we all have our Montanas, our visions of the life we truly want. When we keep having to turn around just when we almost get to where we're going, our feelings can range from disappointment to utter despair. So that's kind of a quick summary directly from the book of this feeling of like, this is my Montana, this is my desired destination, and I'm not quite getting there. And then I kind of expand onto this idea of reflecting on, basically when that happened, it kind of forced me to reflect on other dreams that had come true in my life, other things that had worked out even after multiple attempts, um, one of which was writing a, publishing a book. Um, another was my business being something that I could do full time. Another was getting married. And I started looking at those different journeys because that's what they really are, journeys to one destination or another. And almost all of them required several reroutes, several setbacks, like several no's and rejections and you know setbacks along the way. And I'm not saying that that's inevitable every time. There absolutely have been dreams that just have worked out easily and beautifully. But in most cases, in one way or another, it wasn't a straight shot. And I think that's sometimes what we expect. We just expect if I just drive the car in the right direction and I do all the right things, I will get to where I want to be, right? Or in other words, if I just fill the tank or if I just fuel my, fuel my body well and I just see the right doctors and I just do that and I just do this and I, you know, if I just do all the things that are technically right, I will get to where I want to go. And a lot of times that's the case, but sometimes it's not. And that's when it's really frustrating when it's like, man, I'm doing all the right things and I'm still, things are still going wrong. I'm not getting to where I want to be and I can't understand why. So all of that said, like the, the big takeaway here is like the journey, I think to our most precious dreams and all that we were made to be, whether that's a mom or a wife or a leader or a professional athlete or something else is almost never a straight shot or a smooth road. And in fact, I wouldn't even say it's a a windy or a bumpy road. For a lot of us, the road to where we're really made to be and where we're really wanting to go and where we're going involves a lot of U-turns and detours and redirections and start overs. And that's not fun. But I look back on so many of those dreams that I pursued, like I mentioned, like becoming an author and getting married. And I realized that like, man, so many of those roads had things like twists and turns and bumps and detours too. And not a single one of those experiences was a straight path from point A to point B. 
many required starting back at square one just before it all came together or, you know, rerouting and trying something else. Some of them came easier than others. Some of them weren't as painful as others, but there were still a lot of reroutes in different directions. I mean, for example, with getting married, I had a pretty, you know, easy time meeting my guy. I mean, I had walked through a couple breakups, but I met my husband at 19. You know, I know there's a lot of women who would love to say that they met their husband young. So in that regard, that came easy. But then the actual getting married part had a lot of setbacks and reroutes. We actually had three different wedding dates at three different venues before we could finally tie the knot just because of the way things worked out with Matt's football career and things like that. So there was even some like setbacks and reroutes and, you know, we're getting married this day. No, we're not. Now we don't have a wedding date. We're going to get married that day. Never mind. And a lot of that happened. Um, and it was confusing and frustrating at the time. And so sometimes it's just frustrating and, and, you know, it's still a good thing and it's working out, but there's a lot of setbacks. And in other times it's entirely devastating and it's like life altering, right? With, with my publishing career, we sent out a proposal to all the publishers and every single one told me no. And so I said, okay, I guess we're not writing books then. And I was okay with that. You know, I was like, well, all right, I guess that's not what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so we tabled it. And I said, maybe I'll come back to this at some point. I was thinking like 10 years down the road. And then a year or two later is when it all worked out. But my point is like, sometimes you're told no multiple times before you're told yes. Sometimes the door closes more times than it opens. But when it does does finally open, it all makes sense. You know, sometimes you're sent back to the starting line. You have to start your journey all over or you're sent a different direction that takes 10 times as long. And it's like, seriously, like what the heck? But But I think the point I'm trying to make is I think it's really a huge and even unexpected blessing when things do work out beautifully on the first try, because that's pretty rare. And I think a lot of times we expect them to work out because we're just trying to do all the right things and, you know, all of that. But to be honest, like, I think that's actually a rare gift when things do just work out on the first try. And I think we can take that for granted because we just assume that, well, I did all the right things or, you know, I tried my best, so it should work out. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. 
Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. If you really get honest about it, the reality is that's not always the case. And that doesn't make it hurt any less when our journey is cut short or you know disrupted. But I do believe it brings some solace to know that one, we're not the only one it happens to. And two, it isn't the end of the road, even when it, it feels like it. Like a huge theme of this book is your greatest disappointment, which I hate to even say that because I'm talking about this in the context of like pregnancy loss and stuff. And I wouldn't say that's like just a disappointment. That's like a devastation, but even your greatest devastations, like your greatest disappointments and even your most devastating moments in life can be one of two things. They can be dead ends or they can be defining moments. And they sure as hell feel like a dead end when they happen. Like when you're in the midst of like the intensity of the moment, it absolutely feels like a dead end. But as you move forward and as you learn and as you grow and as you find new routes and as you develop as a person and begin to move forward and find new paths and start taking steps forward again, you find that like the refining fire of suffering, the refining fire of setbacks, the refining fire of even just simple expectations. Sometimes they're not tragic and deep, but that is a, a refining fire in its own way because it helps peel away distractions. It shifts our focus on what really matters. It it like forces us to grow, you know? And not that we want to, not that we want to have to go through that, but there really is some sort of, and it can really become a defining moment for us in our life. It's a pivotal turning point if we allow it to be. doesn't make it pleasant, doesn't make it great, especially when you have to U-turn and go back and start over, but that doesn't make it a dead end. It just means you're starting a new journey. And that doesn't mean the journey is over as much as you might want it to be because it's taking freaking forever and it's really long. I think we so often assume it's a dead end and it's never going to happen when, when in reality, that U-turn, that roadblock we ran into is actually not a dead end, but it's a defining moment. And in five years, three years, 10 years, we'll look back and be like, wow, that was a pivotal turning point in my character development. That was a pivotal turning point in my life. It helped me see the world more clearly. It helped me see what I valued more clearly. It gave me more discernment. It made me more patient, made me more empathetic. It helped me see my calling in life. Like That was a defining moment. But at that moment when it happened, it felt like a dead end. It felt like a roadblock. It felt like an obstacle. And it felt like I was never going to get through it, but I did. I just had to get there a different way. I mean, eventually we did go to Montana. We just had to go a different way. And we had to wait a little longer, you know? So all of that said, like, I just use the Montana metaphor to be representative of where you think you're going um, and or where you want to be. 
And just to kind of rethink this idea that the journey is just going to be a straight shot from point A to point B because you did all the right things. And I'm not saying that's a wrong expectation. A lot of times it does work out that way, but a lot of times it doesn't. And I think sometimes when this happens, this is a really key area of the book that I want to share with you. And I, it's the toward the end of the chapter. But I want to end with this because I think this is really important because when a dream come true becomes a nightmare loop or when something that's really precious to us or something that's really important to us that we've worked really hard for, that we've tried to steward well or honor well, keeps going sideways and it seems utterly unfair and it breaks our hearts and it really disrupts our belief system, honestly. Sometimes when things go really painfully wrong or we keep getting you know flipped upside down or sent back to the starting line, it can make us question everything we ever believed. And I know that that happened for me and was true for me. And maybe that's true for you in maybe a big way or a small way. But I really started to question my faith a lot um, in that initial kind of season of processing loss and being sent back to the starting line several times. And so I want to share this section of the end of the chapter with you because I think this is a great way, great thing to end on. Um, and hopefully we'll just be a little bit encouraging to you. So this talks about we had turned back from Montana and we were back at where we started our journey in a place in Wisconsin called Lake Geneva. So we had driven from our home in, in Indiana to Lake Geneva, spent a couple of days there. And then we went from there to started driving to Montana and then turned around. So we ended up going back to Lake Geneva for another couple nights before heading home. So this little section starts off when it says, back in Lake Geneva, I took a deep breath as the sun glimmered off the water and slowly fell beneath the horizon. I reflected on the past week and looked ahead to the unknown future with a pit in my stomach. I want to just preface here too, or mention something here too, before I go on. Like I mentioned earlier, our past experience often informs our future expectations. And I think another way to say that, just to validate, like if you have fears of the future, it's like the present is where our past pain, like where we straddled, I guess, the tension of our past pain and our unknown future. And so no wonder we feel fear or, or concern or anxiety about the future if our past experience has been painful or discouraging or a letdown in any way. So I just want to validate that. Like if you're having a hard time being present because you're nervous about the future and reflecting on the past, like that's pretty normal and you're not alone. Okay. Anyway, continuing. I reflected on the past week and looked ahead to the unknown future with a pit in my stomach. The breeze tugged at the stray hairs that had slipped out of my ponytail. God, where are you? I asked, heart wide open and yearning for an answer to all that didn't make sense in my life. I'd love to tell you that I heard, I'm right here, or don't worry, this isn't where your story ends, or it will all be okay, I promise. Something, anything that either encouraged me or made even a sliver of it make sense. But I didn't hear that. I heard only the breeze and the cries of seagulls overhead. Matt walked up behind me and slipped his arm around my waist. You okay? I'm not sure, I responded, wiping a tear from my face. I feel like faith and logic are at war within me. He suggested I explain what I meant as we walked to get some dinner. As we strolled hand in hand toward the nearest restaurant, I said, Faith says to keep trusting and hoping. Logic laughs at her and says, Don't be such an idiot. Maybe something in your life has made you rethink everything you thought you knew to be true too. Whether that's what you believed about God, about another person, or even about yourself, those things can end up under intense scrutiny as we wrestle with heartbreak or even simple unmet expectations. When you feel betrayed, let down, or completely shattered, does it ever seem like faith and logic are at war within you? Like it'd be easier to just quit altogether? It's so hard, isn't it? It's like everything in you wants to keep believing, but everything around you or that has happened to you makes it seem risky or even foolish. 
Sometimes it feels impossible, or at the very least, useless, to hold on to faith that God is still working when none of it makes sense. And it takes courage to keep dreaming when the circumstances that surround you make it seem as though your life is more like a nightmare loop than a dream come true. I'll be honest, I don't have a simple answer for you. I'm not going to toss you a cliche quote or even a Bible verse in an effort to make the confusion and doubt go away. In that season of loss, I found that filling my head with more knowledge didn't help my heart and head get on the same page at all. In fact, I wondered whether it made the chasm between them feel even wider. On the contrary, it was actually when I allowed myself to sit in the tension of my questions, be loved and supported, feel the emotions I was feeling, and ask God to meet me where I was, that I began to reconcile the faith and logic that waged war within me. Hold on, sorry. Okay. But that didn't happen all at once that night in a corner booth at a restaurant in Lake Geneva. It happened over several months as I reluctantly let God show me who He really is instead of who I wanted Him to be for me. So rather than trying to convince you of anything, I'm simply going to pass on what my husband said to me over our charcuterie board as I expressed the battle happening between my heart and head. He said, I get that. I'm struggling with that too. But that's why we can't rely on logic alone. It will always dare us to give up faith just when that is all we have left and exactly what we need most. Since that day, I've held these words close. I hope that if you're stuck in a nightmare loop or if logic is screaming at you to give up hope, you give yourself permission to hold on to faith anyway. Because at the end of the day, after we try to get answers and fix what seems broken, we will find that faith is truly all we have left and exactly what we need most. So that's a little section from that chapter. And I just wanted to share it with you because I know when it feels like a dream come true turns into a nightmare or even a nightmare loop. It's really easy to start questioning your faith and want to throw in the towel on everything you ever believed because it feels like it's really let you down. It feels like God's let you down. It feels like you've been forsaken or forgotten. And I know that feeling all too well. And I just wanted to give you that encouragement because that was really the only encouragement I could take when that was happening. I felt like too much Bible talk and all the truths and everything, almost like as much as it was good to be reminded of truth. It almost just kind of annoyed me too. Um, and just keeping it really simple like that actually helped me slowly come back and allow God to show me who he really is instead of who I thought he should be for me. I think I kind of had this like, expectation of like, if I just want it or do the right things, like he'll bless me with it. And I've had to learn more and more about the character of God. And God is a God of blessing and he does pour out gifts. But sometimes it's like, what about when you take the gift away where the gift becomes the opposite of gift. Like, what do I do with that? What if the gift creates grief, you know? Um, and I've had to really learn what it means to walk with God through that. And I don't have all the answers, but it's a journey and it's a process of uncovering that. And I just want to encourage you not to give up faith, even if your faith feels really hollow right now or distant. Just don't let it go completely. Um, I want to end with just a few questions as we've been doing. This is um, from chapter six. So I'm not covering every single chapter in this series. I'm just hitting on um, a handful of them. But this is from chapter six specifically. And if you downloaded the book study guide, these are the reflection questions that you can use either for your own journaling and your own reading or for a book club. But I just want to finish with these questions to give you some things to think about. So the first question is, have you ever felt stuck in a nightmare loop as if every time your dream almost comes true, your greatest fears do instead? What was that experience like for you or what is it like for you? How did or do you feel? I want you to consider that. Maybe you've had that happen before. Maybe it's happening right now, but I want you to reflect on that a little bit. The next question is, in the book, Montana represents the destination you expected to be at but have not yet been able to reach. What is your Montana in this season? 
Is it marriage, a fulfilling job, something else, healing, maybe clear skin, maybe having a family? It can be big or small, but I'd love for you to consider what Montana are you working toward or are you hoping to get to? Write that down. And the last question is, consider the milestones that you have reached and dreams you have achieved in your life up until this point. Has the road to those things been a straight shot? Or were there detours and reroutes on the way to any of those? I want you to think about the different things you've you've achieved, the different milestones you've reached, and consider, you know, did I kiss a few frogs but before I met my Prince Charming? Did I have some setbacks along the way to reaching, you know, the career I wanted to reach? Did I, you know, have to turn back and start over a few times on my healing journey? Like I want you to look back at maybe some other things that you have reached or achieved in your life and really consider like, were those a straight shot? Were all of those quick, you know, from point A to point B or were they more of a journey with setbacks and, you know, all of that? Because sometimes when we're in the middle of it, we can forget that that's not an uncommon experience. Doesn't make it an easy experience. Doesn't even really make it a good one. It just makes it a little bit more comforting to know like, oh yeah, this isn't the only time this has ever happened to me. I can get through this. And in one way or another, even if this is heavier or harder or bigger, and I'm not the only one it happens to. So answer those questions, reflect on those, and I will chat with you in the next episode in this series next week. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.